Do you love Batman? Do you love Frasier? Do you love Seinfeld? Do you love Dr. Seuss? Do you love James Bond? Do you love Captain America? Oh, hell, do you just love everything that's nerd-related? I know I do. Well, you should come on over to a Nerds World podcast and listen to us, Justin and Andrew, talk everything that's nerd. Yeah, every two weeks, we delve into some random topic that we choose at the end of each episode, and we tell you the whole history of it, or as much as we feel the need to write down, our history of it, and our favorite things about it. So come on over to a Nerds World, wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome everyone to Pod and Gore, your one-stop shop for everything horror. Now here's your hosts, Justin and Brandon. Take it away, boys. Hello and welcome to Pod and Gore. My name is Brandon. My name is Justin. Welcome to our episode. Indeed. This week we are diving into the Monster Squad, mm-hmm. which was supposed to be recorded last week. I figure I'll just take the bullet out of your gun right now and just <laughs> get it out because I know you're... I wasn't gonna. You were. I know you. Any I... chance that you get to fucking throw something in my face and then do it in a semi-public forum, you'll take you'll take it. So yeah, I've been, I've been sick. And so we were supposed to do this last week. Sure. Yeah, I think so. I think I got off work late too, though. And the sun was in your eyes, and you also had to go uphill both, both ways, ways with potatoes in, in your, your pocket. pocket. Yeah, we get it, idiot. <laughs> um, I don't remember what happened, but we were going to record this last, I think it was last week. Yeah. It had to be last week. Sounds right. Even though you're bitching about it, I haven't seen this movie in three weeks, and I only watched it once, and uh, I've had all this time to watch it again. Sometimes I exaggerate, and yeah. also I have two shows to do, and so no, I did not have all this time to watch oh, it. Oh my God. Well, like you said, you <laughs> you watched it three weeks ago. It was a week ago. <laughs> yeah, so you were being It just felt again. like three weeks ago. Yeah, we well, could have, I mean, instead of watching fucking Age of Ultron again upstairs, you could have fucking... Again, it was on TV and of course, for all of 20 minutes. Oh, it was 10 minutes, so god damn it. In the time between <laughs> me getting out of the shower and you getting to my house, which hmm. is all of about 20 minutes. Next time we talk about it, it was all about 30 minutes. And I, <laughs> it was all about seven, eight hours. Oh, like, God. It's like I only it got through three quarters of the movie. <laughs> Good God. I'm ready for this to be over with. You talking? Shut up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me hey, too. You're the worst. All right. The Monster Squad is uh, it's a 1987 American comedy horror film directed by Fred Decker, who also uh, wrote and directed Night of the Creeps. And uh, written by Shane Black. It was oh. written by Shane Black and Decker. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding? It was written by Black and Decker. <laughs> oh, that's why it came together so well. <laughs> I'm a dad. Oh, that's dad joke style right there. Yeah. All right. So it was written by <laughs> Shane Black and Fred Decker. I, I'm, I took a nap. I shouldn't be that tired, but that was almost, that made me like deliriously laugh. Uh, Peter Hyams was one of the executive producers. It was released by TriStar Pictures on August 14th, 1987. The film features the Universal Monsters, reimagined by a team of special effects artists, including Stan Winston, led by Count Dracula. They, in turn, combat a group of savvy kids out to keep them from controlling the world. 
while not being a success, a major success during its theatrical run and received mixed reviews from critics, the film has gained a positive reception from audiences and has become a cult classic in the years since its release. So yeah, like, and the thing with this movie is I really wanted to wait and do it closer to whenever the Wolfman got uh, the Wolfman's Got Nards documentary comes out for mass viewing, opposed mm-hmm. to the Alamo Draft House tour it's on right now. True. At only at Alamo Draft Houses, and I wrote this down in my notes later on, but I'm super pissed that we don't have one. Like in Alamo Draft House. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but I wish we did have one because mm-hmm. I would fucking go and I would go see that in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh god, this is uh, brutal. Um, so the bot, <laughs> this is not good. So the budget Brace yourselves. Yeah, the, the box office numbers for this movie. So the budget was twelve million dollars estimated. Okay. Right? It's opening weekend in the United States, one point nine two million. Uh its gross US was uh three point seven six nine million. Oh. And it says its cumulative worldwide gross was the same. So it didn't do anything. So I'm assuming it didn't. So do altogether, it made like just six, just under seven. four million dollars. Yeah. Well, no, because it says gross USA was three, and then the worldwide was three. Yeah, but it says yeah, the cumulative world worldwide gross is exactly the same number as the USA gross. I just literally copy I, and paste. Yeah, I'm that, just saying, wouldn't you add those numbers, and the whole thing that it made would be six? Or I don't know. Either way, it didn't make any fucking money at the time. (laughs) It made half of its budget at best. (laughs) Right. All right. So the storyline of this film, again, even though I kind of said it, Mm -hmm. Dracula is alive. In fact, he plans to rule the world, and that is why he seeks the help of other legendary monsters. However, a bunch of kids regarded by their peers as losers uncover the devious plan and prepare for a counter-strike with their dog scooby-doo yeah i was about to say <laughs> i would have got away with it too if it wasn't for those meddling kids um the tagline is you know who to call when you have ghosts but who do you call when you have monsters uh, clever wordplay copyright yeah. infringement <laughs> is it though <laughs> yes <laughs> yes <laughs> so this was put out by TriStar, who did mm-hmm. who did um, Ghostbusters? I don't fucking oh. know. This is not a Ghostbusters episode. I'm I'll not, find out. Why don't you, you look sink it up? Yourself into a hole. Oh, <laughs> fucking <laughs> bury you in a hole. Um, the film was first released by Vestron Video in 1988. Okay, so this is a the home video. Hmm. It was it was the film's only VHS release. A 20th anniversary reunion of the Monster Squad was held with the cast members and director Fred Decker in attendance in April 2006 in Austin, Texas at the Alamo Draft House. Go figure. Oh, sure. So, sorry. Uh, uh-huh. uh, this reunion was put together by the staff at Ain't It Cool News, who were longtime fans of the film and on a whim decided to contact and try to connect the cast for a, ske- connect the cast for a special screening. Two and uh, two shows were held at the theater. Both sold out, with lines formed around the block. Some audience members flew from as far as California to watch the film. It was um, it was at this screening that Decker had 
urged any interested fans to write the copyright holders via snap or via snail mail. Um, Ain't it cool news also broke, uh, broke the news of the DVD release in January of 2007. Michael Felsher of Red Shirt Pictures approached Lionsgate Studios to produce and release the 20th anniversary edition. The Monster Squad, which is I think is the one that I have, uh, the Monster Squad two-disc 20th anniversary special edition DVD was released by Lionsgate on two, uh, July 24, 2007 and contained a wide, contains a wide range of special features, including a five-part, 90-minute retrospective documentary, two audio commentaries, deleted scenes, the theatrical trailer, a TV spot, animated storyboards, and more. That sounds Jesus like a fucking Christ. diving for you, dude. No kidding. Holy smokes. You know, I kind of, I'm almost half tempted with some of these things just to add a little bit more content to like, be like, oh, so we'll do deep dives. I know you like doing deep dives on yeah. special features. And so well, I did it for our next one. Ooh. So there. And uh, Columbia did Columbia, okay. Is it Columbia TriStar? I don't know. I'm just kidding. I don't know. It sounded, it sounded real. Let's say yes. And we're wrong. No, just <laughs> um, in 2007, a soundtrack album was made available from the Entrada in, in label, La La, La La Land Records. Say that fast. La 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 Land Records. I can't say <laughs> La La Land Records <laughs> issued one uh, in t- uh, 2015 with additional material, including the Michael Sambello produced songs. The Alamo Draft House held two sold out screenings of the Monster Squad on January 9th, 2010, with stars. Andre Gower, Ryan Lambert, and John Uncle Rico Grease, along with writer Shane Black and director Fred Decker. All in attendance. That's going to kill me for the rest of the night. (laughs) Because literally, I I wrote this out, I read it, I saw it, and Black and Decker never clicked (laughs) for me until until I said it. Sometimes you have to say it out loud. Yeah. (laughs) I apologize for all the coughing, but... Not to you, but to them. Um, I know. The screenings were celebrated with a limited edition poster by artist Tyler Stout. Fuck, I wish I had that. Mm-hmm. The uh, special edition DVD also makes a few references to the debt of Pre- uh, Brent Chalum, who died of pneumonia in two thousand or in 1997. Sorry, where did I get 2000? Uh, Chalum played the character Horace. Lionsgate released a region-free Blu-ray version of the film on November 24, 2009, which contains the same... This might actually be the one I have. I don't remember. Which contains the same extras as the above-mentioned DVD. Uh, This edition is now out of print. On February 19, 2013, Olive Films released a region-A locked Blu-ray, which does not include any of the extras. It was available via direct streaming on Hulu in October 2017. Which is how I watched it. Yeah, which, I mean, it's still on Hulu. It was on there Mm. last night when I was looking at uh, other things to watch. True. Um, In 2018, Gower directed and co-produced The Wolfman's Got Nards, a documentary that explored the film's impact over 30 years and how it had gone from a cult to a classic. Henry McComas, or McComas um, is the other co-producer of the documentary, which was distributed by Pilgrim Media Group in cooperation with Flitter Piper Entertainment and the 1620 Media Group. 
It earned honors as an official selection for a number of film festivals, including Cinepocalypse uh, and Salem Horror Fest. I want to go to the Salem Horror Fest so bad. Let's go. Let's do it. Okay. I believe we're... I'll see you there. Okay, yeah. <laughs> we'll book our shits now because that's a, it's a journey. Yeah, I would think so, yeah. I'm assuming Massachusetts. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's goodness. better Oregon. Yeah. I don't want to travel. I don't want to go to Salem, Oregon. No offense to anybody that lives there, but I used to live near there and I don't want to go back. Um, so in 2008, Rob Cohen, who su- uh, served as a producer on the original film, said that the rights to the film were back with Paramount and there were plans to remake the film. However, he had no desire to direct it. In 2010, it was announced that Michael Bay's Platinum Dunes had officially signed on to produce the film with Cohen now confirmed to direct, and then and Mark and Brian Gunn writing the screenplay. Uh-huh. Um, the announcement of a remake and Platinum Dunes' involvement was uh, was not met with much positive reaction from the fans of the original. In 2014, Platinum Dunes producers Brad Fuller and Andrew Form confirmed that the remake was no longer happening. That's almost unfortunate hearing who all was involved because yeah. the guns are the ones that did Brightburn. Yeah, exactly. And Brightburn was great. Yeah. And Fuller and all those, they, and Platinum Dunes, they did all the big remakes that were actually pretty decent back mm-hmm. in the early 2000s. I'm assuming that that was. Yes. Yeah, okay. No wonder you're all aboard. And Friday and, the 13th, which I also love. I liked Friday the 13th, the remake to that, but that's yeah. just because I liked that Jason was. Badass. Yeah. He Derek was, Mears. Yeah. I still want to see him fight fucking Tyler Maine's uh, Michael Myers. Yeah. I'd like him. Two to... bigger, stronger, faster versions of those yeah, characters. That'd be just freaking awesome. Fuck. Ah, <laughs> chubbing out over here, dude. Really? I can't see. Tell. It's, <laughs> it's not for you. <laughs> Don't look at me. Uh, fun facts. So. There wasn't a, like, that's pretty much it. Like, yeah. there's really not that much to go into. They made it, it came out, and they can't right. make another and one. And that was literally only 13 minutes of huh. just going into it. Yeah, 13. Yeah, well, we also <laughs> talked. I'm like, hey, I'll be there at 4, 4.30. We'll, we'll start early. We still didn't start till after 5. <laughs> well, I yeah, that's I, the way it goes. But I haven't seen you all week either because I'm on vacation. That's how I took that, is that you missed me. <laughs> oh, well, I, I haven't talked to a lot of people. I started streaming again this week, though. It's oh. been nice. Started playing this game called The Council. It's uh, it's not horror at all. Sure. But it takes like history. Okay. Um, like we're talking like late 1700s, early 1800s. Um, it has to do with like secret society shit, which is hmm. I'm I'm fascinated by those. Like it's got like an early Napoleon, uh, George Washington's in it. Like it's it's pseudo history. Yeah. But it's like that they started out by saying this may or may not have happened, you know, just sure. But yeah, and so I've been playing that. I popped to the first episode, which took a couple hours. It was interesting. Now back on topic. Okay. <coughs> I'm just here for the ride. Yeah, small. I know. That's what she said. Um, mm-hmm. so there were more fun facts and tidbits and trivials about this movie than anything. So Liam Neeson was paid was paid for a bit part that was never shot, and he was considered for the role of Dracula. That would have been cool, and probably better. I don't know, dude. I think that um, his I have his name written down here. 
But the guy who played Dracula in this movie fucking crushed it. Yeah. He was so, like, I don't, um, like, off the top of my head, I don't know what else he's been in, if he's been in anything else, really. Mm-hmm. But, dude, he was perfect for Dracula in this movie, yeah. I think. Definitely I gave that old school Universal Monsters. Yeah, you know. he looked, I think he would have looked more the part than Liam Neeson. Sure, especially back in the 80s. Yeah, I mean, he had that, I don't know, more chiseled look than Liam Neeson would have had like that. He had that creepy, yeah. kind of creepy man, strong-jawed mm-hmm. look. Um, the scene where Dracula list, uh, lifts Phoebe up and she screams was done in one take. His na- Oh, Duncan Rager. Wouldn't wear his red contacts or fangs around the five-year-old Ashley Bank because it scared her too much. That's For cool. the scene, director Fred Decker just told Ashley to scream once the platform raised her. When she asked when, Decker told her, oh, you'll know, and then proceeded to shoot. The terrified scream you hear when Dracula opens his eyes is Ashley's um, genuine scream of fright. Um, According to uh, director Fred Decker, Shane Black's first draft of the screenplay was so huge that that the opening of the film featured Van Helsing accompanied by zeppelins and hundreds of men on horseback storming, uh, storming Dracula's castle. Decker stated that this sequence alone would have cost more than the final budget of the film. Jesus. Could you imagine? Well, already. Yeah. Near the start of the movie, uh, near the start of the movie, the plane where Dracula first appeared has Browning written on the side. This is a nod to director Todd Browning, who directed Dracula in 1931. Hmm. So then, see, that's what I was mentioning earlier. Like, if we ever get to a point to where it's like, man... Let's go back to the fucking 30s and cover some of these black and whites. I I I don't have any problem with that. I would hope not. Especially since I haven't seen most of them, and the ones I have seen, it's been forever and a day. I'm pretty sure I have the Universal Monster ones, at least. I've been seeing a lot of, like, the... Like, I saw at Target yesterday. I was going to see if they had any new NECAs yet. Mm -hmm. Um, But I did buy the package of, like, 10 um, clear bottom bases to stand... Your neck is up to where they oh. have little bases. Yeah, it's 10 bucks for a pack. I was like, fuck. I haven't seen those there. They're hanging up. Um, hmm. But yeah, and then I was like, okay. So I was looking at the movies and like they're selling a lot of these packs yeah. of um, the old school black and whites. Mm-hmm. And I think that would I think that'd be kind of fun too. Because yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that I've seen them. I just, it's been so long. I know it's like a year away, but it would be kind of a fun thing to do next Halloween, I'd say, October. Yep, I say that every Halloween. I'm like, you know what? Every Halloween, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to watch these classics, and I mm-hmm. ne- I've been saying that for about 20 years now. I was going to guess 20 years as a joke. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Am I that predictable? Maybe. Okay. Well, let's vow at some point, because we got a shit ton of stuff to cover. If we don't cover it sooner... Because we could. Yeah, we could. Um, we should maybe tentatively, but possibly change that that be. Well, yeah, what we, we could make October, summer. you know, Horror History Month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, like, deep dive. Or if you guys want us to cover them sooner, yeah. by all means, let us know. Email, you know, Facebook, a lot all of our planning is, yeah, a lot of our planning is just, we just kind of riff it. Like, exactly yeah. like how we're talking right now is how we talk at lunch mm-hmm. and talk about different ideas. Like, I'm like, hey, let's keep doing this. Um, you know, two episodes a day recording and that way we can release weekly. And he's like, yeah, but then when you can't record, <laughs> I fucking forget the movie. <laughs> you know, so I'm like, ah, oh. 
Fair enough. And then but if we, we will figure it out. We'll at figure some something point. out. You know, maybe bank some episodes in case I do get sick, and that way Justin, in his many fucking content creations, isn't so overwhelmed. Indeed. But you know, I, we love having recommendations. We got an email. I think we shared Fuck it on the last one. Yeah, we got another Norris. one from Norris. We got another one that's like a page long. We can, you know, we're not going to promise that we're going to get to all of them or get to them anytime soon. Right. But it puts it in our Rolodex and. You know, it's something that we will get to sooner, if not, you know, slightly later. You know, it'd be funny for a, you know, it'd be cool for a YouTube video. Hmm. Is to take if and if we got more listener suggestions. Sure. We if we had a rolly wheel mm. that we'd put those on there and like either Price is Right style. Yeah, you know <laughs> what I mean. Something interactive that'd be kind of fun. That would be fun. All right, the uh, the wolf man's face was modeled after that of Stan Winston. The special effects and makeup artist, monster creator. True. According to the director, Fred Decker, the film was cut by 13 minutes because some of the executives didn't want it to run more than 90 minutes. Sounds about right. Then Fucking that's a, stupid producers that's thinking they know what's That's a classic horror thing anymore. And I mean, it's <coughs> definitely gone the wayside by now with some movies that we'll probably talk about eventually, mm-hmm. uh, including one I just watched that was almost two and a half hours. But right. Yeah, I mean, that is kind of, even if watching documentaries about, like, Friday the 13th, they're like, yeah, well, for whatever reason, they just have this stigma against horror movies going over an hour and a half. Well, that's, I mean, and this has nothing to do with movies, but it was, um, that was the thing that I heard about the reason why um, all the Creedence uh, Clearwater Revival songs back in the day Mm -hmm. were all under three minutes is because it, it was to get your songs on the radio Yeah, because of, like just ease of play i guess i don't know but Mm -hmm. it had it had well watching bohemian rhapsody to go even further off on this tangent and they had a problem with With the six minute song yeah that was yeah that was hilarious in 2006 wizard magazine made a list of 100 greatest villains of all time dracula was ranked number 30 on the list but surprisingly, it was for Duncan Rhaegar's performance of the film. Hmm. His performance was chosen over all the other versions of the character. Rhaegar's Dracula's, and I hope I'm saying that, Rhaegar. Sounds right. Uh, Rhaegar's Dracula is still considered to be one of the absolute best interpretations of the character. Um, I can see that. Andre Gower, who played Sean, and then Robbie Kiger? Kiger? played Patrick were friends in real life before filming Gower campaigned that uh, to the producers to hire uh, Robbie in the best friend role of Patrick. So that's cool. The armadillos glimpsed in Dracula's castle at the very beginning of, uh, at the very beginning are a reference to Dracula 1931, where they were shown crawling about while Bella Lugosi gave Dwight Fryer or Fry, sorry, a tour of his castle. Armadillos are indigenous to the Americas, and while their appearance in Transylvanian Castle were seen as a goof in the earlier film, they are obviously meant as an homage here. Um, D- uh, Dustin Diamond, who played Screech on Saved by the Bell, mm-hmm. had a small role as a kid who tries to trade baseball cards with the boys, but was later cut out. That's too bad. <laughs> uh, Mary Ellen Trainer, who plays the mother of the lead siblings, also plays the mother of the lead siblings, and the uh, plays 
also plays a mother of lead sibling children in the Goonies. So oh. she was the mom in Goonies <laughs> and Monster Squad. Nice. Um, this movie came out six months before another movie written by Shane Black, Lethal Weapon. Should have reversed this. <laughs> Would have done better. <laughs> what? <laughs> If Lethal Weapon had come out before Monster Squad, then everyone would have been like, oh, Shane Black did this one? Well, oh, shit, let's check it out. Yeah, yeah maybe. <laughs> Who knows? During uh, during the montage with the Monster Squad getting ready to stop Dracula, Sean points at Shadowbrook Road, uh, sh- points out where it's at on the map to show his friend Patrick where the mansion Dracula is hiding out in. On the other side of the map, it shows Cheney College as a location. This is an homage to actor Lon Chaney Jr., who played Lawrence Larry Talbert. Talbot. Words I'm, are hard. Yeah, it really <laughs> is. Like, I feel like I'm doing better this time, yeah. like reading out loud, but like, I'm just adding shit. I'm ad libbing <laughs> what I'm reading, and it makes no sense because I, I know how to read. It's dumb. Uh, Lawrence Larry Talbot in Universal's The Wolfman. The brief scene where Frankenstein meets Phoebe playing by the water is a clear homage to a similar yet more tragic scene in the original Frankenstein film. I did catch that. Despite multiple references from characters about the 40s, the original Universal Monster films all came out in the 1930s. Browning's Dracula was early 1931. Wales' Frankenstein was late 1931. Uh, Freund's... One of those five things. <laughs> it's spelled like F. It's spelled F R E U N D S. Is it Franz? Franz. Fr- see? Franz. Franz. That's what I'm going to say. Franz. Well, it's almost like Freud, but with an N. So you would say Franz. Yeah. Uh, Mummy was 1932, and Walker's original werewolf film, Werewolf of London, was 1935. Mm. Admittedly, though, the 1941. Um, all the, the 1941 The Wolfman with Lon Chaney Jr. is the more popular version. Yeah. Arnold's Creature from the... Um, oh, Arnold's Creature from the, Black, uh, from the Black Lagoon was much later, released in 1954. Mm-hmm. Truly, the only real 1940s monster referenced in the film is done so in passing. The teacher, the teacher Cathead is a clear reference to the 1942 Cat People. Obviously. Like, you didn't get that, the big stupid Yeah, you fucking dickhead. stupid dumb idiot. Thing. I've never heard of that movie ever in my life. I don't think I have either. <laughs> and see, that's a, that's my favorite thing about doing this podcast, is it's like, oh, you guys do a horror podcast? You probably know all sorts of stuff about horror. And nope. true, while that is the case, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> there like, are there, times where, yes, yes, we do. And other times and, where, no, not yeah, so much. Yeah, it's like, this is more just because it's like, I'm, I love the the genre so much, yet yeah. I know so actual little about it. Mm-hmm. And so... We're fans, not yeah, experts. <laughs> thank you. That's perfect. <laughs> Um, Horace's comic book that EJ tears in half. Oh, that EJ in this movie. <laughs> I forgot. How, yeah, I forgot how fucking bad he was. I'm watching this movie and he he was he dropped the f bomb twice, and we're not we're not talking fuck. No. <laughs> I was watching one. this. I was like, oh, I <laughs> forgot about that. that on TV. I was like, that's not cool. God damn it. Wonder Years dick. <laughs> uh, EJ Tears in Half is Wonder Woman number three, dated April 1987, titled Deadly Arrival. Plotted and penciled by George Perez with scripting by Len Wein. 
the comic follows the Crisis on Infinite Earths reboot of the DC Universe in which DC be- began renumbering their comics from number one so as to reintroduce new readers to their characters through updated origin stories. Collectors refer to the comic as Wonder Woman Volume 2, Number 3, even though the issue's credits and copyright page make no reference to the volume number. And so I I added that one in there specifically just because I know you're a comic guy as well. Thank you. The creature from the Black uh, Lagoon is never mentioned by uh, name by the characters. Even the credits refer to him as Gilman. Oh. What's up, Gilman? <laughs> like my name is Fred Fred Gilman. <laughs> I'm a bit flemmy. I just took a bath. <laughs> okay, you had me, then you lost me. Fred Gilman, that was good. Would have been better if you said Frank, just because we already have Fred Decker in here. Mm. That's just the name that popped into my head. I'm sorry. Well, because we you. keep talking about Black and Decker, dude. Sure, sure. Fuck, my tea's almost gone. Pisses oh, no. me off. Dude, that shit's good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I found, I was looking up other articles because even still, we're only at 28 minutes. Oh. <laughs> we're <laughs> flying through. So I found an article called 13 Spooky Facts About the Monster Squad by Mark Mancini. Okay. So then that's just to give the guy who wrote it credit, yeah. actually. But see, the thing is, is I took the numbers out <clears throat> because I don't have all 13 because... I took out the ones that were had already been talked yeah. about. So, uh, director Fred Decker was rejected by two uh, was directed by two film schools. As a teenager, Decker applied to become a film a film student at both USC and UCLA. However, those universities both had other ideas. Both film schools rejected me, he said on the Monster Squad's 20th anniversary DVD, but both accepted me in their curriculum. So I just couldn't necessarily be in the film department. The aspiring director enrolled at USC, where he reluctantly pursued a bachelor's degree in English. The fact that I was an English English major was just kind of a, a nuisance. What I really wanted to do was just hang out with my friends and make movies. Um, you want to do me a favor and check and see what else uh, Fred Decker has done besides Monster Squad? Uh, I, I suppose. I didn't do that. What a jerk. Um, the flick, got, and, and besides Night of the Creeps, because I know he did that because that's what we're talking about right now. The, fl- the film got a brief shout out in, in Night of the Creeps. When he received the, uh, the green light for the Monster Squad, which he'd co-written with Shane Black, Decker was busy shooting the 1986 Night of the Creeps. The cult classic involves alien parasites that enter their victims' mouths and turn them into walking, brain-dead corpses. um, Pause the above trailer at the 29-second mark. In a shameless plug, you'll notice the words, Go Monster Squad, conspicuously graffitied on the bathroom wall. That's awesome. Yeah. Anything of note? My phone was giving me issues, so it's taking me a second to actually get it to go. He's been a writer in a lot of stuff. Uh, he only directed five things. Mm-hmm. Um, Blind Run was his short that was his first thing. Night of the Creeps, Monster Squad. He did an episode of Tales from the Crypt. Fuck yeah! And most surprisingly, RoboCop three. <laughs> you know what? That's probably where I recognize his name from. Like weirdly enough, like and that I... was his last thing. Huh. Because I mean, the Decker, aside from being Black and Decker and all that kind of shit, like the name Decker is not. Some I know. The- well, what's interesting, he actually has more <clears throat> writing credits than anything. Okay. 
And the last thing that he is credited as writing is 2018's The Predator. Oh. Yeah. As well as a bunch of Star Trek Enterprise. Oh, okay. Which is interesting. Right, yeah. <laughs> so he's, um, he's all over the place. The Last Predator. Okay. Oh, yeah, that was... Okay, yeah. See, I got a lot of... Have you seen it? No. Do you have plans of seeing it? No. Okay. I, I heard. <laughs> <laughs> all right, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen this movie that's been out for over a year now, this movie pissed me off only in the in the the at the very end of the movie. I've heard that from about six different people. <laughs> well, I got fucking chastised for this in the office at work because I said that, and they're like, what? That was so fucking cool. I'm like, no. No, it's not cool. I'm like, it's, it's like, stupid. It's like the Centurions meet fucking Power Rangers. <laughs> like, I haven't watched that movie since I saw it in theaters. Like... I love Alien. I love Predator. Mm-hmm. I love the alien idea. Alien and Predator. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like at the same time, like when he's standing there and then this fucking suit attaches to him mm-hmm. and like you know, the old 80s Centurion cartoons. Yeah. And then at the end, he like I, it's been obviously over a year since I've seen it, but True. like to see that he looked like a fucking silver power ranger, <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh my God. Because you don't fight predators in mass quantities like you would aliens so yeah. like the fact that you have this predator killer weapon and it's a suit i'm like are you gonna go to planet predator if that's even <laughs> what it's called like you're not gonna be able to see him anyway like what is like what i'm with you what are what are your intentions with my beloved character here <laughs> and please stop it right uh back on topic sorry guys and if i ruined predator for you I'm sorry. Yeah, they ruined it for me. So, (laughs) (laughs) what I really liked though was Predators, the one with Adrian Brody and Topher. That was a good good. one. That was a good one. I haven't watched it in a while, but I remember it more fondly than I actually remember when I watched it. The creature designs uh, designers worked hard to avoid legal problems with Universal. Fair enough. So, first and foremost, the Monster Squad is an affectionate affectionate tribute to the universal's icon horror movie tribute to universal's iconic horror movies of the 30s 40s and 50s nevertheless the studio passed on producing the film which was ultimately picked up by tristar this forced the monster squad's visual effects team to get creative although we were doing a movie that was a takeoff of the universal classics classics said legendary monster creator stan winston none of our designs infringed on the original designs of the universal characters the uh there were subtle changes we had to be sure that nothing about them could be considered a copyright infringement of a design which is why dracula uh had no Lugo- uh, lugosi-esque widow's peak frankenstein's monster frankenstein monster's neck bolts have migrated to his temples and wolfman had pointy ears and a face that decker describes as more lupine 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 mm-hmm. <laughs> which i know is wolf terminology and shit like that than yeah. what universal had come up with so you wouldn't like yeah i would say the dracula one is the furthest stretch of okay they changed his hairline well he doesn't have the eddie munster or i know I, and I get it but it's like but i mean you're you're taking away I mean, otherwise it looked like Universal monsters. It does look like Dracula, Universal monsters, which I know is the point. But. It's, but I mean, it's like taking Wolverine and like getting rid of his chops and not having his hair pointy. Like you still know it's the same character by yeah. looking at him, but there's enough difference. I mean, like you change Cap Shield from white, red, white, then blue. 
You know what I mean? Like, yeah. To, I, I, my, my gripe, I guess, is like, did they really change anything? <laughs> well, no, they changed <laughs> enough to fucking avoid a I lawsuit. Was, though. That's my thing. Is I, I'm, so, I'm amazed that that was enough. You had to get away to with get it. Get away with it. Fair, yeah, I get that it. That was, <laughs> that was the point of my rant that you took in a different direction. Well, hey, that they, that's what they we were able here. to get away with copyright by changing his hair. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know that is a big part of his look, but yeah. everything else is the same. Yeah. And I will say, before you get into this, I actually love a lot of the character designs of this. <laughs> because, like, the creature from the Black Lagoon looked awesome. Oh, yeah. Dude, it was, like, that was top-notch. Yeah, that was fantastic. Wolfman, a little less so, but... Wolfman wasn't that bad. No, it, it was I mean, good, for all things considered. Yeah. Like, consider, like, even though the movie didn't make any money at the time, you know where the budget went. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it went into making these things look as good as possible, mm. and they look great. Yeah. Um, so, the uh, casting the uh, mummy involved a bizarre want ad. Oh, the mummy looked really cool, too. Yeah. I like that design a lot. <laughs> um, mummies aren't usually noted for their girth. Um, I've always been super skinny, says actor Michael Reed McKay. One fateful day, a friend pointed out an unusual casting advertisement in Variety. It said, looking for an extremely thin actor on the verge of anorexia, McKay recalled. He headed straight for anymore. Yeah, head, he headed straight for the studio and showed off some creepy gestures and won the part of the mummy. Yeah, there's a lot of things that you can't do now that you <laughs> could have got away with way back in the day. Mm-hmm. Watch Monster Squad and listen to the way these kids talk to each other. You'll know exactly what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. An early draft of the script involved Van Helsing fighting Dracula with machine guns. <laughs> That's a they very Shane that. Black. That's a Shane Black move if I've uh-huh. ever heard one. If you don't watch the end of fucking Predator. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Monster Squad co-writer Shane Black initially wanted a far more overblown and expensive o- opening scene. In the 2007 DVD documentary Monster Squad Forever, Decker recalled the, that Black envisioned Van Helsing laying siege to Dracula's castle on a Zeppelin with machine guns. Racing out to meet him would be 40 vampire brides riding horses. Also with machine guns. <laughs> Sorry. God damn it. Don't do that when I'm fucking... I'm trying not to peek on the fucking mics here, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. Decker quickly burst Black's bubble. I said, we can't make this. This is the first five minutes of the movie, and we'd have already spent $100 million. <laughs> Could you imagine, though, like even machine guns aside, like to see 40 vampire brides on horseback? That would have been cool. Yeah, like, oh, man. At least you got to make Iron Man 3 and put in all the machine guns he wants. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh, The Monster Squad's treehouse is littered with horror movie Easter eggs. I fucking love this treehouse more than I love my own. And I have a treehouse. You have a treehouse? Yeah. I didn't know you had a treehouse. I, I, I've talked about it. I might have even brought it up on this podcast. I feel like that's not true. Or I, I wasn't paying attention. Very, Either of those You know what? There have possible. been times where I've listened back to the podcast and like, you'll say something fucking snippy where normally I would pop back and I'm like, how did that go unnoticed? <laughs> like, was I, I was not paying attention to anything you said, which is why sometimes I'll listen because it's like, I don't always pick everything up. But yeah, do I got a treehouse? I got a fire pit. I got a pretty rad back, backyard. Well, the fire pit's not, it's, you know, just the treehouse. <laughs> do you have, have a fire kid. pit? I don't have a yard. Yeah, so watch your mouth. 
I'm I've, not shitting on it. I'm just impressed. How about that? I'm trying to give you a compliment again, <laughs> I, I, you uh, dickhead. I didn't. It, it was with the house when I bought it. Oh. I didn't build it myself. Well, um, five less points. <laughs> okay, so you've got to hand it to these kids. They know how to decorate. Wallpapering their uh, um, arboreal hangouts. Arboreal? I don't even know what that word means. Hangout spot are posters and stills from movies that span the history of horror, including fan favorites like This Island Earth of 1955, Vampire Circus of 1972, which I kind of want to watch, and The Being, 1983. Arboreal is like trees, like the Arboretum. Fair enough. That makes sense. I'll fucking smack your mouth, you smug little bitch. (laughs) (laughs) You look at me like, boom, fucker. Um, Like I was looking when you text me asking me what um, my next pick was going to be. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, fuck, I don't know. I'm all looking through Shudder. That's why I texted you. (laughs) Yeah, well, no, and I appreciate that. I would have thought about it eventually. I probably would have just settled like I did. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, uh, I was looking through Shudder at some of the classics. I'm like, fuck, man, we can do reanimator. Uh, which I, uh, we need to do soon because I sure. I know I've seen that movie. I just don't remember it at all. I might not have seen that movie. And, I haven't. So you know, and there's so, that. Yeah, I know we're gonna a lot of these people would be like the movies these guys haven't seen. They have no credibility to talk about horror movies <laughs> at all. But we've seen Friday the Thirteenth and Halloween a bunch. <laughs> You're goddamn right, we have. <laughs> oh man, you know what the okay? So holy shit. I hate being in group texts. Like, being in a group text pisses me off. I'm in one with my family, and I love them to death, but I just look down, and I'm like, nine fucking messages. All people saying, okay. No, there's, I guess, um, there was a, a suspect throwing rocks into the roadway, making gun threats to police. Um, you should have just tased the nut. Oh, my God, Mom. <laughs> Um, yeah, he was just standing on the side of the mountain, just throwing shit at cars. I saw something about how he said he had a gun Hmm. and yeah, all sorts of whatever. Um, back to monster squad. Yeah, no, I was totally going to look at something else. I don't know. And I forgot. Oh no. I know. I hate it when I do that. I do too. Oh, God damn it. Um, Duncan Rager beat out Liam Neeson for the role of Dracula. In 1986, Neeson was still a relative unknown and, like many struggling actors, decided to try out for a horror movie. Apparently, he nailed his audition with a superb take on the count. We thought for sure we were going to hire this guy, producer Jonathan Zimbert revealed in Monster Squad Forever. Then Duncan came in and was not only as brilliant, but he was terrifying also. 20 years later, Wizard Magazine named him the greatest Dracula of all time for his chilling performance of Monster Squad. Um, so, Gilman... <laughs> yes. Gilman KO'd a stuntman during the film's climax. Creature builder Tom Woodruff Jr. has had always wanted to climb into a monster suit and wreak havoc in a motion, major motion picture. With the Monster Squad, he smelled a golden opportunity. Late in the... Uh, pre-production phase nobody had yet been cast as Gilman aka the creature from the Black Lagoon so Woodruff who was working with Wolfman's animatronics asked to be considered for the job his wish was granted but the gig wasn't all fun and games 
The Monster Squad's final battle sees a few sheriff's deputies clubbing the fishy humanoid. <laughs> um, though these were prop weapons, though these prop weapons were soft on the outside, they had hard interiors. As sculptor Matt Rose notes, 25 minutes into the clip below, Woodruff winced with every strike. Um, they were wailing on him, Rose recalled. They'd stop and Tom would uh, just say through the gill mask, hey guys, do you mind taking it easy a little bit? Uh, do you mind just taking it a little uh, easy a little bit? Alas, the pleas fell on deaf ears. After a few tiring takes, Rose remembers that one of the bigger guys was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Well, since Woodruff's vision was limited by the suit, he didn't see the stunt man and accidentally slugged him right in the face. Well, good. He fell like a sack of potatoes straight on his ass, said Rose. For a few unsettling moments, the stunt man just laid there with a glazed look in his eyes. Eventually, there was a pair of badly placed rivets. Oh, evidently. <laughs> Words are hard. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> Damn it. Fuck up. Shut up, numbers boy. Evidently, there was a pair of badly placed rivets on the inside of his helmet. The blow drove these into his forehead, mm. and once the hat was removed, two streams of blood spurted forth. Thankfully, he, thankfully he was not seriously hurt. Jesus Christ. I want to wail on you with a soft bat. Thank you. You're welcome. Dracula and Frankenstein's monster never broke character in front of the kids. Tom Noonan, Frankenstein's monster, made it a point to never greet the young stars with anything more than a grunt, and he never let them see him without his monstrous makeup. The first time that I met Tom, I was 25, Ashley Bank quipped. I never met Tom on the set. I only met Frankenstein. (laughs) Regger, too, always stayed in costume around the children, yet he he did make one minor adjustment whenever Bank walked by. Near the end of the picture, the script calls for Dracula to lift Phoebe up by the chin. As he clutches clutches her, his teeth sharpen, his eyes redden, and he lets loose a mighty hiss. To get uh, to get a really good scare out of her, Rhaegar made sure that Bank never saw him wearing his fangs or crimson contact lenses. When the time came to shoot the moment in question, he put them on when she wasn't looking. Decker, who knew all about Rhaegar's plan, told Banks, you're going to have to scream in this scene. When, she asked, oh, you'll know, uh, he <laughs> replied. And sure enough, she did. Banks' terrified cry was, in her words, 100% real, which we covered earlier. Yeah. That's a long-winded version of well, what you, we'd already covered. When you said it the first time, I was like, oh, that's sweet. He was nice, you know, you know, trying to be nice. And actually, I thought that, too. But in this one, he was literally doing no, he it was just, just like... to be a bigger jerk hole. I don't think be he's like... being a jerk hole, but, I mean, it did help with the authenticity oh, of the yeah. scene. Um, it's a joke, Brandon. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> While delivering the final line, Andre Gower was told to imitate, uh, imitate Clint Eastwood. Moments before the credits roll, a victorious Sean looks squarely at the camera lens and says, we're the monster squad. I just got fucking goosebumps. It's so rad. (laughs) I hate you. (laughs) Wanting the line to sound cool without getting campy, Decker uh, Decker instructed Gower to do it like Clint. Uh, The movie spent just two weeks in theaters. Released on August 14th, 1987, the monster squad was both a commercial and critical flop. 
Vincent Camby of the New York Times called it a silly attempt to crossbreed an R-gang comedy with a classic horror film, which usually means that both genres have reached the end of the line. After a two-week theatrical run, the movie was pulled. However, it slowly built a, fo- uh, built a following via video rentals and cable broadcasts. Um, the Monster Squad commands a dedicated fan base. Goddamn right it does. Okay. <laughs> when the cast and crew reunited for a special two-night showing in Austin's fucking draft house in 2000, uh, cinema in 2006, both screenings shown, uh, sold out. As Decker once put it, it took 20 years for the movie to find its audience. And God damn it, did it ever. <laughs> um, so, as we've uh, mentioned briefly, there is... Um, there, the Wolfman's Got Nards documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, when it's re- when it was released in 1987, the Monster Squad was deemed a failure by critics and was, according to the box office, a film no one cared about. But over the last three decades, word of mouth has turned this sleeping hit into a cultural phenomenon. Wolfman's Got Nards explores the relationship a dedicated audience, including celebrities and filmmakers, has with the Monster Squad. The documentary takes an in-depth look uh, into the film's conception response, cult status, and revival. Through interviews with the cast, crew, screenwriters, directors, academics, and original reviewers, as well as through uh, never-before-seen footage, it turns the lens on an audience of self-proclaimed misfits who have kept the Monster Squad alive for more than 30 years. It was directed by Andre Gower, who played Sean. So he he did it. Um, Currently, it's on... (laughs) This is what I wrote currently on the Alamo Draft House tour, and I'm pissed we don't have one. Fair enough. <clears throat> and that's all I got. Um, that's all I got for notes. Well, that last part dog. took up that part took out a chunk. So, anything you want to talk about before we dive into the movie itself? No, because that was a that like it was like quick, quick, thick. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm good. Let's do this thing. Let's do this thing. All right. So the movie starts out. Um, I'm going to read the the last line of my notes. Very good. <laughs> you I have always, my notes? Yeah, I always do that. Well, I'm glad I'm here. I like the... To get us actually started here, the uh, Fuck you. the 80s TriStar logo. Yeah, that's that like took me way back. Oh, into... it takes way way back. Um, you take more detailed notes than I do anyway. We've already mm-hmm. talked about about doing that. Um, so yeah, the 80s TriStar logo definitely takes me back to the old childhoods. Mm-hmm. Um, the info crawl, very well. It was it wasn't very... really crawl, but it was more like a. Yeah. Is it still called a crawl? If it because when it, when you say crawl, it makes me think of Star Wars. Yeah, but I mean it's the same basic concept as that, and Texas Chainsaw, and all the other movies that do the whole. Here's the big info dump of everything you need to know before you get into the actual movie, and it was. Sorry. <laughs> I do like that it it starts out kind of fairly serious with the info, and then the last line is. And they blew it. Yeah. It's it's like, oh, okay. We're getting into the Goonies section of the movie now. (laughs) (laughs) True. I mean, it it wasn't written in the notes anywhere, but a lot of, I I believe it was accused of being a Goonies ripoff because it came out two years later. 
Um, I love both movies, so I don't care. Sure. Um, I wrote down... Okay, so... Well, the next thing is seeing Dracula transform, which was super creepy and gross looking. I was surprised at how... Not necessarily realistic, but it was fairly grotesque and seeing the whole hands turning into claws and shit and all that. It was... Like for a quote unquote kids movie, it's, it was. It's got its disturbing moments. Where it's it like, does. This I isn't mean, like, kids. like yeah, the imagery of it's a lot more intense mm-hmm. than what you would expect for a kids movie. But then again, it was also the late eighties. Yeah, I mean, this came out the more. same year as um as uh, Lost Boys did. Huh. Um, so you you have a lot more. But see the thing, like I, I'm, I didn't write anything in the beginning of the movie. <laughs> like my my first note is once they're already at the school. Oh Jesus! Yeah, so well, you missed like some of the coolest parts, like the vampire chick getting crossbowed into the chest. Oh yeah, that was freaking awesome. Yeah, dude, that like the whole beginning scene there with Van Helsing and the German girl trying to open the portal and all mm-hmm. that. Um, I didn't entirely understand what was happening. <laughs> well, yeah. Which I guess is part of the point, but I was like, okay, so they're opening, they're reading this thing, trying to do this, the chick's saying this, Van Helsing's doing his thing, they open a wormhole out of nowhere. Well, yeah, and that's the thing, too, is like, if you've never seen this movie, like, the first, you watch this movie for the first time to do this episode, yeah. and you have no idea that it's a ritual that can only take place once every hundred years, and right. this and that, and so I get where that... Yeah. Confusion would be. Thank you. I'm glad that you understand me. See, you're like, God, I just want you to be nice and not bitch at me. But then every time I I I say something nice, you got to be fucking cheese dick about it. And it makes me never (laughs) want to do it again. I hope you're happy. Like every time I say something nice to you and you're just an a-hole about it. (laughs) I am. I have to keep you under my thumb, dude. Otherwise. Well, then wash your hands. (laughs) I refuse to. I noticed. So then we get the Monster Club. Really? Way to make me peek out of anger, dude. <laughs> um, so, God, I have to go way back. Yeah, dude, what's today? The 16th? Yeah. Yeah, you sent me your notes eight days ago, dickhead. That's right. You did watch it last week. Yeah. We well, got, we clarified yeah, this. Yeah, I know, but, but I was now, that I, now I have date and like time stamps and shit. Oh, I want to hit you. Because <laughs> you had me really thinking it had been three weeks since you watched this movie. It just feels like it. It's okay. been a while. All right. Um, I watch a lot of stuff. So, after they do the whole the incantation and then the foggy, the foggy wormhole, <laughs> and then everything, they um, all that ends up, and then they, modern day, they're at mm-hmm. the school. The thing that I wrote down that I liked is um, I liked Sean's shirt. It said okay. Stephen King's uh, Stephen King rules on it. Huh. Did you notice that? I if I did, I forgot. Yeah, his uh, which really kind of was like, okay, these kids know more about horror movies than we do, and they're in fucking middle <laughs> <Already>. school, <laughs> right? Huh. Um, and the funny thing is, is like they're in trouble. They're in the principal's office, and we talked about this principal being a fucking lame dick yeah. like he's you're just, not cool he's the trying to be cool 
lame dad who's like, listen, my friends, yeah, let's jam together. Yeah. I'm here because we're... I, can't, I don't even know, dude. But... <laughs> yeah, I like that. But it's see, different. the funny thing is about that scene, too, is like Patrick and Sean, they're best friends. Mm-hmm. But Patrick is like quick to sell out Sean every minute, dude. Oh, yeah. He's all like, oh, no, but Sean... You know, calls the teacher Latin, calls the teacher cathead and all that kind of stuff like that. And it's like not once did he like look over and be like, dude, <laughs> stop throwing me under the fucking bus here. Um You're supposed to be in this together. But he keeps selling them out. He does it twice. I remember the first time or second time. I don't remember what the other one was. And so then the principal comes around, tries to be cool, and mm. it's like, get the fuck out of here, weirdo. We're not He's about just this. shy of playing a guitar just because. <sighs> nah. Yes. Uh, it's a joke. Let's move on. Sorry. At least it's fitting music. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to turn my phone back on silent. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, dude. Normally, I don't do lengthy text alerts, mm-hmm. but I love it so much. <laughs> it is nice. Um. So yeah, then they then they fast forward. They're walking out there. Then they show the the teacher in question in the hallway. She does kind of look like a cat. Yeah, like I get I get where he was saying that too because she's all like, got the creepy very, eyes. Yeah, like... very cat faced. Mm-hmm. And then they go outside, and then you got poor Chunk. I'm I'm not sorry, not Chunk. Horace. <laughs> well, don't they call him like Fat Kid? Yeah, they just like call the him Fat entire Kid. Movie. Yeah, no, they just call him Fat Kid. And I'm like, God damn, man. Like, this poor guy. Like, I wasn't. For fuck's sake. Yeah, I didn't get fat until later on in life. Like, I I was a skinny kid. So Uh, I was skinny, then fat, then skinny, and now I'm about midway. Yeah, you're, you're, you're kind of a hybrid. (laughs) You're not fat, but you're thick. Thank you. (laughs) You're like, see, it's weird because it's like you got. I'm like a centaur. (laughs) (laughs) Well,. You're like you have the gut, but you don't have the love handles like I do. That's yeah. what fucking murders me. <laughs> like it's like, oh, I wouldn't look so fat, but I look like a f- fucking muffin. <laughs> I'm not that big, but I am. I don't like if you were to saw me, if you were to see me, and then I'd be like, yeah, that's how big I am. You'd be like, okay, I get it, but at the same time, like really, yeah. Uh, either way. So, anyway, yeah, uh, um, you had the fat kid. Mm-hmm. Horace, who was very chunk light. Yeah. Um, you know, you had Sean, who was kind of like, he was the leader of the group, kind of like how Sean Aston was in The Goonies. Like, mm-hmm. it draws a lot of parallels. It's not the exact same, but like, you could kind of see it. Like, anytime I talk to people about this movie and they hadn't seen it, one, I say, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Two, I say, if we don't watch this movie, we can't be friends. Uh-huh. And then three. That's a lot of things. When they asked me. And I had to hear them all. <laughs> and when. <laughs> <laughs> and, then in, and then three, when someone's like, oh, well, what's it about? I'm like, it's literally just the Goonies meets Universal Monsters. I'm like, that's yeah. all it is. Like, I'm horrible at explaining things anyway. Sure. So I'm like, here you go. That's it. Well, and I mean, pretty much any 80s movie with a group of kids is the Goonies not done as well as the Goonies. I mean, that's it's. it's the I, I would style. argue. I would argue that this movie does. I I kind of feel like a way that you can compare it is that the Goonies, or Monster Squad to Goonies is kind of like Friday thir- the Thirteenth to Halloween. 
Yeah. You can you know it's a ripoff. You know that they're like just do this, but do it with this. Mm-hmm. But it can stand on its own, and it was good. Yeah. Boom. Fine. Um. So yeah, they they had the fat kid stereotype, getting mm-hmm. bullied. You know, my favorite is the '80s badass with a leather jacket stereotype. Oh, he's coming up. We're getting there. And he has a mullet, which is even better. And his name's Rudy. There's nothing. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's nothing. Because he's a rude dude, so um, he's just rude. Yeah, that's very fucking eighties. <laughs> he's a rude dude with attitude. And a leather jacket that shows it all. Right, but so okay, so he Chunk gets bullied. Mm-hmm. They fucking throw his candy bar on the ground, which or you just, don't do to a fat well, person. That's rude. You and don't do fucking, that to a candy bar. I don't care if you're fat or thin. You don't destroy <laughs> a candy bar. And then um, Rudy shows up on his bike bicycle. <laughs> And then makes him, yeah, he uh, makes EJ pick it up and eat it. And it's like, Rudy doesn't look tough. He's just wearing a leather jacket. He's just a scrawny, dopey looking kid with a leather jacket. Yeah, he just happens to be a little bit taller. Yeah. And has a leather jacket. (laughs) That's all you need in the 80s. Apparently. And the mullet. That helps. I I wrote down that there was choice name calling back in the 80s because... Mm-hmm. Well, it wasn't even I just so much eighties. Yeah, like that. Like people still say stuff like that nowadays. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um. So then you got the Fonz, Fonz type badass. So mm-hmm. a lot of stereotypes. Yeah. Very Fonzy. Um. Let's see here. The dead people playing. I'm skipping the ahead. Dead, yeah, I'm, I'm looking to see where my notes are with yours because mm. I notice that ours are kind of in chunks. Fair enough. <laughs> like so in I, Goonies. <laughs> Smack you. Um, so yeah, it shows the sweet bomber style plane, mm-hmm. pinup, all that cool shit. And yeah, it's just flying. With some dead people or something. Well, yeah, it's like, okay, so it just happens to have Frankenstein, Wolfman, like... Is what did Dracula charter this plane out of Transylvania? <laughs> kind of seems like it. Pick us up. Well, no, this is the only person on the. No, I guess they all were on the plane, huh? Yeah. At least Frankenstein was. Well, I'm. Thinking, he was in the box. Well, and I think the. Uh, I think Gilman had. I think they all. The only ones that that because Gilman ends up in the water, but Gilman wasn't there, so I think that he had to be brought there too. Probably, and Wolfman was some rando dude. And yeah. He wandered there, so he wasn't on the plane. Right, um, yeah, because he actually, I don't think he, uh, he was kind of like a rogue element. Yeah, I don't remember exactly Gilman, but I I know it makes sense more that the, Dracula had Frankenstein's monster because it was like his lackey. Yeah, Frankenstein, but then, yeah, like the mummy escapes from the museum, so right. that it's very possible that Dracula coming and... Well, yeah, Gilman might have just already been in the water. Right, because just like how the mummy was already there. I mean, it mm. sucks to live in this town that all these monsters end up showing up in one spot at the same time. Mm. But um, but it's convenient. It is convenient. So the dead people playing. <laughs> um, so they he transforms the guy, like long story short, the pilot goes back there because he heard a bang. Mm. And then he sees... What, Dracula's just standing there? Yeah, I think so. And then he opens up the bottom thing, mm-hmm. and then he doesn't fall out. And he's like, oh! He's flying <laughs> And then he turns into a bat and flies away. Uh-huh. I mean, like, the way that a lot of the graphics looked in this movie, like, 
him floating there looked all right. But mm-hmm. then when he flo- like turned into the bat and then was flying away, that looked worse. Yeah. I'm like, oh, wow. And, and those- also you can fly. I mean, I get not wanting to fly all the way from Transylvania to wherever the fuck Rhode Island, well, whatever, wherever they were. But I mean, think yeah. about that though, dude. Like that would take so long with his little wings. Yeah, no. <laughs> and he had to transport Frankenstein's monster. Right. I just thought it was funny. Like, you can fly. Clearly, you're doing it right Boy, now. Boy, are his arms tired. <laughs> I just flew here all the way from Transylvania, and boy, are my arms tired. Oh, God. Um, and so they end up taking what Rudy follows them back to the treehouse. They try mm-hmm. to give him the monster test. But God damn it, Rudy's just... Which too- is the dumbest damn monster test. How do you kill a werewolf? Silver bullets. What about the other reason or way you can do it? What is it? Well, it could be this or this. <laughs> well, they're fucking Maybe with him. this. I know, but it's like, so there's well, there's the one reason. Yeah, the but see, way. and the thing is, is like, he's just, he's like, he's nerdy enough to know the answers, but he's too cool to like give a shit about it. He's mm-hmm. like, so am I in the club or what? And it's like, well, of course you are, Rudy. You're our fucking <laughs> bouncer, dude. You're the you're enforcer. The muscle. Um, and so... You wrote down his mom doesn't know Dracula from Godzilla. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be pissed. I'm like, Mom. First of all, how Re- the fuck do you not know Dracula from Godzilla? She would have been a kid when those movies were coming out. Right. Yeah. I mean. And it's Dracula it's and Godzilla. 87. I would probably assume she was in her mid-30s at that point, mm-hmm. which means that she would have been in the born in the 40s. Yeah. 40s, 50s. 40s, 40s. Yeah. She. Yeah, like, there's no how the fuck do you that. not know who Dracula is? Yeah. And know him apart from Godzilla. They're slightly different. <laughs> slightly? They're a lotly. Um, they both have sharp teeth. Right. That's about it. Dude, there's a lot of Godzilla NECA at fucking Target. I was I like, noticed. can we get some other ones, please? Because, <laughs> um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I like the old monster movies. I want to, like... I wish they weren't so expensive to buy the sets. Because I would mm-hmm. just... I would like to just watch them all. Yeah. But, um... So, the crazy guy says he's a werewolf. Takes oh yeah, he's that. He, they like in the credits they call him the Desperate Man. Yeah, which is Uncle Rico from uh, Napoleon Dynamite. He was also in other movies, but um, huh. yeah, he's a. Uh, he's like I'm gonna turn into a werewolf. You gotta lock me up. Everyone's like, boom, sure, boom, bro. Lock me up. I'm like, God, this guy's fucking metal. <laughs> Put me in a cell. And then they don't. Yeah. And then he turns into a werewolf and anyway, kills them all. Yeah. Um, take the cops. So, the, yeah, the mummy escapes from the museum. Mm-hmm. Which is it pretty just, cool. Which is cool to kind of see it, but it's like as slow as he's moving, like how did he get by all those guys and nobody saw him? He was going so slow. It's like Drax. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm going so slow it's, you can't even tell I'm here. Yeah, it's like it's un- like the, my movement's incomprehensible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best part of that fucking movie i'm sorry draxy and the potato chips just kills me uh so then we get the the werewolf uh escapes from the ambulance which is kind of fucked up because that poor kid dies yeah yeah they kill the ambulance driver he escapes um the monster meet up in the swamp uh swamp walking frankenstein waking waking all right, we also, we, we didn't talk about scary German guy early on. He doesn't show up till later. Well, he shows up 
they, they well his house does when they walk by his house and like oh scary oh. German I mean he becomes more of a thing later on obviously but um <laughs> I'm trying to um so the the part when they are in the swamp and they're bringing mm-hmm. Frankenstein back and he's got his I, I want to say that I wrote it down at this part. I wrote Go Go Gadget Cane. Now, the reason why I wrote that, though, is because he uses it to fucking revive Frankenstein. Yeah. But he also can use it to control the Wolfman. Well, of course. So, I mean, his fucking cane does everything. He's like the penguin. <laughs> it's got a knife. It's got a propeller. It's got all sorts of stuff. Right. Um, and so, do you want me to go? No, I was trying. I lost my place on here. Yeah. Uh, so they they bring all the monsters back. Everything's mm-hmm. all scary and cool and shit. The, the part where it shows the mummy in the closet with the boys, like there's a monster in my closet and blah blah blah. That yeah. was super fucking cool. It was super cool, but I wrote down why because how do you get there? Why is he there? Like, he escaped from the museum and just wandered into this random person's house and hid in their closet. I'm gonna fucking throw a cup at you. <laughs> and then he leaves. It's not like he killed the family like Mike Myers. I feel like you turn... A, like, we talked about this earlier. You are, like... When it comes to movies I love, you are very, <laughs> very, very picky about situations <laughs> and how and why things happen. And I'm like, first of all, fuck you, buddy. Second of all, he was there for reasons. Obviously, I mean, I know it had to have been reasons, but it it, it but was I more for shock like... factor too. I yeah, mean, I mean, like I said, it's a cool scene, and I love the oh, there's a monster in my closet, <laughs> like they do in the Halloween movies, and he's actually there. Right. Well, and like, that's a nice touch. But then I, after he walked out of the room and like left out the window, I was like, wait, why was he in there in the first place? Like well, he just left well, the museum, went to this random person's house, hid in their closet, and then left. I get it. <laughs> it's just strange. I wanted to bring it up. We can move on. It's all good. Um, all friends. So then what, they form the monster squad after that? Yeah. It's your movie. Yeah, it's your <laughs> notes. <laughs> I I watched this movie as recently as you have, so I don't remember everything either. <laughs> um, so yeah, they form the monster squad. Only the kids know the truth. Yeah. They're the only ones that know that monsters are real because they saw it in movies. Nothing's actually really happened yet at this point for them to know that, but, but they, d- they know. I'm gonna... <laughs> now you're trying to get me mad. I know what you're doing. Um, so Dracula sends Frankenstein to try to retrieve Van Helsing's diary. Right. Um, and I think I skipped over in my notes the part where one of them, the kids has the diary. Mm-hmm. They, like found it at a. Oh yeah, when the, it's during the Godzilla scene, that's why. Didn't the, the mom give it? Yeah, to the, the mom picked it up and found it. But yeah. then, um, so the notes that I took was Dracula has a rad ass car. I don't know if we see it yet because I, like I said, my yeah, notes are shit. Sure. Um, I wrote down Groundhog Day Part Twelve. Which was the movie that he wanted to go see. Uh, Are we at that part yet? We can be. Um, so, Sean really wanted to go to the, the movie with his dad. 
Oh yeah, no, with I his friends. I, I must. I might have skipped over that. So part. he wants, like, his dad's like getting ready because he's gonna take his mom on a date mm-hmm. because he's a cop, and <laughs> the marriage is on the rocks. But he's Again. married. He's married to the job, and so this is the third movie in a row where this is. <laughs> God damn it! Um, it's true. And so, uh, you know, the dad's like, "Sorry, you got to babysit," and he's all, "Fuck, dad!" You know, this is bullshit. Oh, see, Groundhog Day Part Twelve. Yeah, that's what it was called. Ground. It was like, wow, what a title! And so the cool thing is, is like, he's like, "I got to go to work," you know, and then mom's all pissed because she wanted to go on a date, and mm-hmm. you know, work. And so, um, I'm looking to see if you, okay, so nothing helped. Okay. And so the dad goes, and I think that might have been at the, this was back when somebody got shot or when it was with the wolf man. And that, yeah, because yeah, yeah. he's like, you know, somebody got hurt or somebody died or someone got shot and all mm-hmm. this. And then he's like, I got I got to go. It's important. Um, but then after all that, he comes back to the house. Um, he's got the retro. Oh, the rooftop drive in. So Sean's out sitting on his roof mm-hmm. looking at the fucking gigantic drive in theater like yeah. that thing is stadium-esque and i'm mm-hmm. like fuck yeah that's cool <laughs> that's not real but god no. damn it it's cool and so he's sitting there watching he's got his little radio which i used to do man because when i was a kid went back when we had the drive-in up there off of 40th mm-hmm. i lived in the apartments next to there growing up oh. and um that was when i went to wilson middle school i think it was but like the apartment we lived in we could see the movie theater and hmm. so, like, if we could get the channel in on our radio, we could sit there and watch the movies. And so I'm like, that was oh, that's cool. kind of a cool... That's something I always kind of wish I could have done as a kid, but I didn't live anywhere near the drive-in. I didn't even realize there was one until a lot later in my life. Uh, you know, like if, there, like, if there's one thing that I could do, like, I mean, there's a lot of things I wish I could do, you know, professionally. Sure. But, like, bringing a drive-in back to our town would be nice. Mm-hmm. Because when I lived in... Oregon, where I lived at Newburgh, we had a we had a drive-in, and that was pretty rad. And they actually, within the last five years or so, they got they won a contest to um, get a digital upgrade so that they could keep with the times and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And so I was like, like if you go there and you see it, like you could tell that that is old, yeah, like old ugly color, like mm-hmm. green and red and all that kind of shit. All the good ones. The people they own the same thing. It's downtown. It's called the Cameo Theater. It's a single showing. You have to be sixteen to get in. Um, mm. It was their way of keeping kid kids out. Yeah. <clears throat> but like you go in there and it's old theater at like it feels like an old timey theater, which is I don't remember only going like once or twice, but it was really that cool old vibe. Yeah. You know. Um, so back on topic. Sure. Um, so the creepy German guy, they take, they're like, oh God, oh, you know, this book is in German. Yeah. We can take the book and see if he'll help us. Mm-hmm. And now I don't remember, you didn't write anything down about it, but so Dracula, and I might be out of turn, but Dracula knows that Sean has the book. Because he calls the house looking for it and leaves a note and it's Alucard. I think that's later. Is that later? I think. I don't know. Because I wrote, where I have it in my notes is after, 
No, that's early on because I have the I have Alucard equals Dracula, Mummy in the Closet, translating the diary. Okay. I just didn't catch it then. Um, what was the name of Liam, Liam Neeson's character in um, Batman Begins? Ross Al Ghul? No, what was... Oh, uh, Henry Ducard. It was Ducard. Yeah. Okay. That's right. I knew what it was. I didn't remember what the other one was because yeah. I'm like, oh, was it Alucard? Because yeah. I'm like, close. <laughs> that, that, but I mean, that would have been a nice little fucking mm-hmm. tie in. Uh, yeah, homage to fucking Monster Squad being like, this motherfucker beat me out for this role, but look where I'm at now. You know what I mean? Batman, bitches. Y- yeah, I'm fucking Liam Neeson, dude. Nice try, but Henry Descartes is from the books. Yeah, I just. Boom. I was I know, trying I to grasp straws that weren't there. <laughs> Fuck off. Grasp the straw. I'm going to throw a straw right at your there. head. Um, so, yeah, they go there. They're like, oh my god, and then creamy, uh, creamy, <laughs> creamy German guy. So I thought I think you were thinking of dreamy and creepy at the same oh, time. No, so no, 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 no. So creepy German guy is he walks up behind the kids where they're like, you go knock on the door, and they're talking shit, and then he's mm-hmm. all like super nice and all that kind of stuff, and then they go inside the house and he's got the knife up like he's like, yeah, oh my god, like and he's gonna kill the style. kids, and then he cuts the piece of pie. And then he's translating it for them, letting them know what they need to do mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And when they leave the house, like it flashes to the tattoo he has on his arm. And it's a Holocaust tattoo, right? That's what I thought. But if he's creepy, I mean, he doesn't necessarily have to be German to speak German. No. But... He could have just been in Germany. But I mean, it, yeah. I don't, I don't know all the yeah. specifics of I don't either, who but... was where and when. Right. But, but I mean, for, the, for it to have... Like, they showed the tattoo, and it didn't play any factor in anything at all later on. No. So they t- really didn't need to do that, but <clears throat> that's my assumption. Yeah. Um, he was around Germans, at least. Right. And so, yeah, once point. every hundred years, the amulet can be uh, destroyed or open a wormhole to limbo, mm-hmm. which is what Dracula wants to do, is he wants to bring all the creatures from limbo to our world and then rule the world and then turn it into a creature world essentially i don't think i got that really yeah that was the whole thing like he wanted to i thought he was just trying to stop them from opening the wormhole to get rid of them well no because see that's the thing is like when they show the wormhole open it sucks everything in so i don't know exactly know how but i believe it was that 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 they wanted to he wants to. He wanted to rule the world. Sure. But I mean, I'm trying to remember what part that it. I I read. I read or heard that in the movie or something. But yeah, sounds good. Yeah, he wanted to open limbo, and then use that to rule the world. Hmm. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So, sisters Frankenstein show and tell joins the club. Oh, when she takes Dracula. I missed this part of the movie, but I do remember yeah, she so takes him to show and This is when tell. we get the the nod to original Frankenstein of mm-hmm. him seeing the little girl by the stream and shit. Well, yeah. The, and then they become, they become super best friends. Best friends. Phoebe. <laughs> Phoebe. <laughs> Baby Ruth. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so... Sloth love chunk. <laughs> God damn it. Um... Oh, I don't know why I wrote poor Frank, poor Frankenstein. Well, he does kind of get shit on quite a bit in this movie, especially <laughs> towards the end. Excuse me. Yes, he does. Um, 
also my last note that I wrote was 80s prep montage, which you have to yep. have a montage. 80s getting ready music. Yeah. Oh. Rock until you go. Rock until you go. Rock <laughs> until your heart stops. Something. Dun, 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 dun. It was bad enough hearing it once. I don't need it a second dun, time. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it just it, this movie just seeps eighties well, like it's gushing out of every possible pore oh it my. can find. That How it was dare made that a 80s. movie represent the time in which it was made and came <laughs> hey, out? That is certainly fine. That doesn't make it good. Hey, listen here. All like right. movies in the nineties, not a lot they're of they're all dark and in leather. I get it. <laughs> not everything. There's not not a lot of good things came from nineteen eighty seven. Okay, except for me. <laughs> nope. <laughs> that's yeah, I, was, I was like you know what Lost Boys and Monster Squad two of my favorites came out in 1987 but I'll throw them under the bus if that means I can put you under there with them <laughs> um, here you go ahead for a I'm minute I'm driving the bus uh, so Dracula has three random girls in a closet of course. which was super creepy by the way I like the idea of it because it was this movie has this weird towing the line between kid-friendly and horribly disturbing Mm -hmm. and having three random young girls just like locked in a fucking closet i wasn't quite sure at the time why like i didn't quite put it together right and then later on when you see him as his new brides it's like that's fucking cool yeah (laughs) it's super cool (laughs) that's something they should do like in an updated movie because that would be frightening for a dracula to be like but they haven't done dracula they've done vampires i know yeah they try they they did dracula and blade trinity were i guess the closest would be van helsing with hugh jackman that was a sound that just came out on its own um yeah van helsing would be a fun one to talk about because yeah. it does do all that kind of stuff and van helsing is actually what i bought the ultimate edition of that when it first came out and it came with three or four of the originals in black and white i know it really yeah i know it has dracula i know it has wolfman and frankenstein I don't know. Man, I wish I'd bought that. Mine just is the shitty regular DVD copy. Right. Um, it's but, not a bad movie. No, it's not bad. That's what I just said. Um, do, 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 do. Where am I? So the crazy werewolf warning and transformation. Oh, that Disney like in a phone booth? Or is that later? For who? The wolf man when he transforms again. Like he's calling, yeah, he's calling the cops. Oh or yeah, because he's just phone. like he's like he just wants to get caught. Yeah, he wants to be stopped. Which I think is a cool twist on. I, I'm sure they've done it before. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched a lot of Wolfman stuff, but I haven't either. It, it was interesting to be like I'm more or less being tortured by this curse. Yeah, they're using me for the monster, and I just want to be free of it and safe. Please lock me up and. Then his transformation in the phone booth is pretty brutal too. Yeah, the the it, werewolf transformations are always brutal, and yeah. it'll be even more so in the next one we talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, spoiler. Hey, that could be anything. It that could, could be, be Benicio del Toro's The Wolf Man. I was gonna. That's what I was gonna ask you. Those have you seen that? I have. I don't think I've seen that one. It, ironically enough, it came out right. Erotically as, enough. Yes, erotically. <laughs> Erotically? Erotic. Erotic. 
Wow. You're like, erotic. It was it was directed by um what the fuck is um his name? It's right on the t- he did the Rocketeer, but he had also just been announced for the first uh Captain America movie. I'll look it up. Joe right. Johnston. Right before Wolfman came out. You only know out. that because he was doing... Well, that's the thing. Right before Wolfman came out, mm-hmm. they announced that he was doing Captain America. And so I was even more interested in seeing Wolfman. Because I wanted of... to see what... Because I forgot that he'd done Rocketeer. I was like, okay, I want to see what, you know, Ooh, his Emily style Lentz of movie. in that movie? Yeah. It's not bad. I always Anthony was curious. I, I, li- I like Anthony Hopkins and I like Benicio a lot, so... Yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing it again. Joe Johnston, correct. Anywho, um, boop, boop, boop. So we get the lagoon monster, and I don't remember this part. So the DVD that I bought back in the day for 30 bucks is now on Amazon for 50. Damn. Um, I don't think I'd spend 50 bucks on it, but that's pretty cool. Well, no. No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to hit you. In your fucking throat. <laughs> God, you're the worst. <laughs> I, I hate you so much. We can. <laughs> you, you hit me at my most vulnerable times. You know I don't feel well, and I just trail off, and I'm like, fuck. And you're like, eh. <laughs> Deep breaths, bitch. Just cross. <laughs> just cross. Um. Mm. <laughs> God, you're a dick. Um. So you wrote down Lagoon Monster and Twinkie Stealer. Yeah, I oh, know. doesn't I, the Twinkies floating and then they try to go get it out of the water? That's what it is. Yeah, the kid has loses its a, snack. Yeah, and it it falls in the water and then the Lagoon Monster steals it and eats it, or at least steals it. Yeah, when it's floating in the water. Um. Are are you a virgin sister? Yeah, she's not a virgin. Not even kind of. <laughs> Just looking at her, it's like, yeah, probably not, though. Yeah, you're atypical hot blonde, mm-hmm. cheerleader-esque, 1987. Yeah, she's... And the funny thing is, is like when they find out that she's not a virgin, they're like, fuck, no, she's not. Yeah. Yo, sister. <laughs> Most sisters are here, but your sister is here. Yeah, she out here just doing things. <laughs> <laughs> um... So like Dracula Vernon style, huh? Leslie Vernon style, the virgin that was very much not a virgin. Oh, yeah, exactly <laughs> like that, dude. Um, so Dracula blows up the house. Mm-hmm. Kind of, like parts of it blow up and then it just sort of collapses in on itself. <laughs> like he blows up a wall, right? And the rest just sort of folds over and, and kill. Kind of kills Frankenstein. I thought he died. Oh, you just when yeah. I yeah. They kind of do a fake-out death with Frankenstein, and I thought that because <laughs> like, he had kind no. of aligned himself with the kids at that point. Yeah. And so I thought he was pissed and killed them. He was like, fuck you, Frank. But then he comes back. And so um, they're they're searching the house, the, the mansion. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. What house did they blow up? I, I'm trying to remember now. Yeah, because... Was I, it his, the kid's house? Well, they didn't blow up the kids' house, did they? I don't remember. Dude, we're missing this a is... lot of shit. Like, cause we 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 didn't talk about the fucking the super cool Dracula car that phased through the cop car. 
See, and I don't even remember that part. Um, we didn't talk about Frankenstein showing up at. Oh, he does blow up their house. Maybe this is around that time. Mm-hmm. Um, because Dracula's at the house. Yeah. Looking yeah, for they, the book and the kid and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. Okay, that's where we're at. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, because you went from that to kick Wolfman and the Nards. Mm-hmm. And so. Um, so that's when they're in the. Uh, you get me up. I'm, I don't know. I've, I've seen this once, and I took as many notes as I could in the time allotted. Perhaps my phone didn't save the way I wanted it to when I pushed save. Okay, don't I blame something. Don't don't blame it on that shit. Um, I'll blame you. Oh, you know, I was gonna pull up the movie, but we don't have time for that. No. So continue with that. So he. Um, they end up at the, they they follow the map to that abandoned house that we talked about in the notes that was on Shadow Brook Road and mm-hmm. all that kind of shit. And that's where they go to try to find Dracula or the amulet. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that sounds well, I'm, fine. I'm looking. I'm looking up shit right now, so you're gonna have to fucking. Okay, fine. Um. Well, I mean, I I would figure you'd want to talk about this part because the kids are like in the attic or something, and Wolfman is closing in on them. Or no, actually, this is before that because they're in the creepy house and they're like getting surrounded, mm-hmm. and Wolfman shows up, and this is when we get the infamous kick him in the nards line. Right. So, cause I'm, I'm looking through, cause generally you can kind of look up and read a play by play of how the movie mm-hmm. is going down. Um, I'm trying to look to see where we're at. So. Yeah, they're in the old house and that's when all the monsters, including the vampire girls are starting to close in on the kids. Right. Um. Oh, shit. Well, see, Dracula then steals a crate from a B-52 in flight. So he, it says he stole the crate. From a different plane? Or something. I don't fucking know. Containing Frankenstein's monster, thus completing his army. However, Frankenstein's monster is reluctant. Do you want to start over with the whole movie now? (laughs) (laughs) No, no. We're already a fucking hour and a half in. Cheese and rice. Yeah. Um... So yeah, yeah. They they go to the house to try to find the amulet. Mm-hmm. They um, they kick the Wolfman in the Nards because he shows up. Um, the vampire girls and the others close in. Sean does find the amulet. Dracula tries to stop him, but burns them in the face with um, okay. Horace's piece of pizza because well, it, was... it has garlic yeah. on it. Um, and then of course, the, it's because of the fat kid's food. That's not cool. <laughs> uh, scary German guy shows up, offers more pie. That part, I don't remember that he offers more pie. Um, and so they're trying to get out of there. The car chase, they're leaving. The mummy gets caught on there. And of course, there's a bone. Oh, that's right, because Sean had the bone arrow. Mm-hmm. One of them had a bone arrow. He, atta- he types or uh, ties part of the... Wrappings. bandage on it yeah and then shoots it and hits a tree 
mm-hmm. then the cool part of that is though is like when the bandage starts to come undone it's revealing there's nothing underneath the bandage yeah. which was like fuck yeah it's pretty much just bandage and decay being held together right um and bow and arrow unravels uh dracula and dynamite blows up the treehouse in the cop car mm-hmm. that sucks because that treehouse was awesome you got a soft spot for the treehouse i do man i'm um, with you treehouses are I cool know, dude, i never I, had one as a kid like as much as i love this movie and i talk about loving this movie apparently i don't know as much about <laughs> this movie as i thought i mean like until i watched it recently i hadn't watched it in probably 10 years jeez you may, I was thinking this was like an annual tradition for you. No, it's it's going to be the, come that way with my daughter because we watched it and then she wanted to watch it again as soon as we got done watching it. Mm-hmm. But like I'm still inter- like I'm introducing her to that um I don't claim to know as much about this movie. Like I haven't seen it as many times as I have Halloween or Texas sure. Chainsaw or any of the other ones. But this one's more of like a nostalgia, like it holds a special place from my childhood. Similar yeah. to how the Goonies is, but like the Goonies I've seen more. Sure. Um and so like yeah, dude, I probably I thought about watching this movie again today, but I watched Firefly instead because I'm an idiot. Sure, sure. Um so yeah. So they're making the sister who they think at this time is a virgin, but she isn't read the book in German. Well, we we didn't we'd missed um <laughs> read the book in german while we yell at you yeah and then the bat the bat attacks are we already at the fucking cathedral yeah holy shit so uh the wolfman gets exploded they shove the dynamite in his pants because they're trying to fight him and he gets pushed out the window mm-hmm. explodes eventually comes back together um yeah reassembles there they're telling the, they're yelling at her, read it in German and like. Well, that's what what I loved about us. Like, read this in a language you've never read anything before. While we scream at you but, to do it faster. But do it now because you know vampires are coming yeah. and you know. No pressure. Yeah, there's no pressure at all, and so you find out that um, she's not a virgin, mm-hmm. and then you got Phoebe who's five, and I think someone asks, "Is like, is she a virgin?" It's like, well, yeah, she's five. Yeah, she better. That was like, huh? You can't say that in the '80s anymore. Like that's not a, that, that whole exchange made me very uncomfortable. It's like, yeah, like, it's like she's five years old. She. I did think it was clever though to be like, oh well, you know, the child, the, the child do it because we did a better job of reading German than the fucking high school girl. Or was probably taking German. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and so, sister, not a virgin, little girl does it. The Wolfman gets shot by the silver bullet. Mm-hmm. Uncle Rico's super happy, like, I mean, as happy as you can be for getting shot, but he's like, thank you. You know, mm-hmm. he's finally released to that bullshit. I mean, he has to die for it, but, yeah. you know. It, it was a touching thing. It was, you know, it kind of puts a capper on the whole, like, he's this tortured man who's it, has, afflicted with this curse, mm-hmm. and all he wants the entire movie is to be freed Released of, of it. it, yeah. And unfortunately, yeah, it, it came at, you know, the... You know the cost of his life. But, yeah, but, but he was so grateful to be free relieved. of it. Yeah, it was exactly. like, oh, thank you. That was one of the nice little emotional things. I went, oh, okay, this is that's a nice there's touch. Some, yeah, there's some, there's a little. Like, I'm glad that there are some of those moments in this movie that give it, you know, a little bit more than just being a. Yeah. You know. Um. So sewer creature versus the fat kid. <laughs> God damn it! It's guilt. Oh, oh my God! You wrote sewer creature v fat kid. 
You fucking <laughs> asshole. What? It's not V. It's VS. <laughs> I know where you're going with that. I wasn't. There's even only doing one it. other title that has just V. <laughs> and we've already talked about that once today again. So um so Horace is being fucking chased down kinda mm-hmm. by Gilman. Yeah. Fred. Fred. Fred Gilman. Uh he finds a shotgun, but he's trying to tell EJ and EJ dickhead EJ and his dickhead friend to let him in. And they're like, no, because believe it or not. They're cowards, mm-hmm. <laughs> which bullies usually are. Yeah. Um, and so he ends up blasting fucking Gilman, killing yeah, him. That and was then he's all like, ksh, ksh, yeah. has his badass moment. All Terminator style. Right. Um, and so this is when Dracula lifts up Phoebe, mm-hmm. scares the shit out of her. And then Frank comes up and does his, you know, fuck you moment to mm-hmm. Dracula, which is super rad. And the saddest part of this movie is this part for me when it's all, please don't go. And I'm like, yeah. oh my God. They're best friends. Oh, please don't go. And I'm like, no, please. And then. And then Van Helsing gives him a thumbs up. Yeah. Hey. As he's, isn't he, as he carrying Dracula into the fucking limbo or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, Frank is the last one to go through. And, of course, the wormhole closes right after that. So it's almost like, hey, if you held on for just a little bit longer, maybe. I almost thought maybe his hand was going to come apart or something, you mm. know, because... Yeah, that would have been cool. Um, So all that gets taken care of. The army shows up at the end. Of course. Right. That's just... Adam, it's like, well, first of all, you sent a letter to the army or a kid left a note. Yeah. And they actually did show up. So that's one, impressive. That's impressive. Timely manner. Yeah. I mean, granted, everything. I mean, shit. Like, say, like, how long do you think it would take a, a police officer to get to your house? At least fifteen minutes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they had to assemble themselves, bring with tanks, tanks and shit. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of and shit. Get to the small podunk town, and who gives a crap? Hell yeah! And so area. then, during the montage, it shows that they're making monster squad cards. Mm-hmm. They give one to the army. Um, that's pretty much the movie it, it, yeah, so we're the monster squad and mm-hmm. like dun, 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 like fucking badass music and then it ends i'm really style. kind of upset with myself i feel like i didn't do this movie justice and well, talking you, about it with as enough. much as i talk about this movie like i that's always the way it goes though you yeah. always want more well I, like it's like i should have known more like i knew that like after i watched this one and then I'm feeling like how I've been talking to you, like I've been feeling weird lately, mm-hmm. foggy, hazy. Well, I'm not feeling as bad now. That's like good. it's like I changed my diet. I'm not eating as shitty. That helps. Yeah. And so like I'm, cause I'm trying to lose some weight. True. And so, yeah, like I'm feeling a little bit better, but like even still like watching this movie, I'm like, I'm not going to fucking remember this. <laughs> like not enough to go into detail. Like so that's why I try and take as extensive a notes as I can. But even so it's, Trying to summon, conjure the image at, you know, right. and talking so that's the, speeds And that's the thing, it's too. Like, I, I give up halfway through taking notes because I'm just watching the movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, well, he's taking notes. And it's just a lot easier if we go off of one set of notes. And yeah. <laughs> But then you still don't remember the movie and we're screwed anyway. <laughs> well, you know what? That was Monster Squad. I, If you haven't seen this movie, you need to watch this movie. I mean... Justin just watched it for the first time last week, mm-hmm. and it's been out since 
it's been out for 32 years. That's insane, my entire life. Yeah, it's been out your entire life, and you just now watched it. And it, I think that it holds up now. Yeah. In comparison to some other things that come out back in the day, like, I mean, it, it's still, it, it has a cult following and all that shit for a good reason, I feel. And so mm-hmm. if you haven't seen this movie, don't take my word for it, but take my word for it. Watch it. Don't it, take don't take our review of it because I sure. feel like I like I said I didn't. Well, I don't think we ever necessarily give these movies the justice they deserve. No, but it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> Did so, you do a scorecard? Um, Did you forget? For Monster Squad. Yeah, the movie we've been talking about for <laughs> almost two hours. Well, I. Oh, no. I knew it. I erased it so that I could do the new one. <laughs> all right stupid dick all right well i got mine i'll riff it anyway because i know this all right so best killer scare um the best kill um i'm going to just say that i'm gonna go the mummy being unraveled yeah I was thinking about doing Wolf, uh, the Wolfman getting exploded and then reassembling because that was really fucking cool. That was cool. Best, you know, I'm gonna two part this. Uh-oh. So best kill, I like, I like, I like the way they dispatched of the mummy. Mm-hmm. My best scare, I really like the mummy being in the closet because while a he may not have had a reason to actually be in there. Sure. It was cool to see because like he actually looks scary. Yeah, in he there. was definitely creepy. As you shit. know what I mean, and so. Uh, my best kill is the vampire girl getting crossbowed at the beginning. Yeah, that because was... it was startling and pretty badass. <laughs> you got, Fuck yeah. Well, you know, it was one of those things that it was just started, and it was like, I don't know what this is going to be yet. Right. And then she gets, you know, harpooned in the chest, and it's like, oh fuck, like they're doing some stuff in this. <laughs> um. So my my most wanted to die. I th- I think you just kind of have to go Dracula because he's really the worst. He's the bad guy. Fair enough. I don't I, like to wish death upon children. That's that's my problem with I doing see. the scorecards on these. And and an, another teaser for our next episode. It's not even a teaser because I've mm. been putting it on social medias anyway. But mm-hmm. our next episode had a lot of children. And yeah. I'm like, fuck, I cannot wish death. I, w- I don't <laughs> want them to die. They're kids. Sure, sure. But that's where I'm at. So, I mean, I guess I would kind of have to just go Frank or uh, Dracula because... Fair enough. I was originally going to go Stephen because he was irritating. But as we were talking about Who's it, Stephen or Sean, oh the, the main, main character. Kid. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> I found him pretty irritating. But uh, <laughs> oh, as we were geez. talking, well, I hope about that fucking movie, Andre Goward never stumbles across this episode. <laughs> it's a fine actor. I just, I just thought he was irritating. But the bully kid is was my pick. Yeah, I would have gone with EJ too, just because of that. But I'm like, I don't. <laughs> We're doing too many things that involve children to uh-huh. where our sc- fuck our scorecard is like it makes things tricky. <laughs> makes you feel awkward. Yeah. Uh, most wanted to live. Mine. I'm gonna go Frankenstein. Fair enough. I went with the dog. You always go with the dog <laughs> every time. Yeah. But I mean, I think Frankenstein. I do it in the next one too. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Um. Yeah, Frankenstein. Just he was so like. He was so sweet. Yes. Um, well. The grossest moment, well, I'll go with the grossest moment being the, the werewolf explosion and then reassemble. Mm. Mine was the werewolf transformation in the phone booth because that was pretty yeah. brutal. 
I had a feeling that that was going to be yours. Um, my dumbest moment. I don't remember what my dumbest moment was. Uh, thinking back on it now would be how did the mummy end up in the closet? <laughs> yeah. Is that yours? No. Uh, cause it irritated me so much. It's mom doesn't know Dracula from Godzilla. <laughs> Fair enough. That's a really good one. I don't, I'll never remember what mine is. Um, and I think that our... Our special category was uh, Best Monster. I'm going to go Dracula. I'm going to go with the uh, creature from the Black Lagoon because he looked so fucking cool. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm just going to go Dracula, even though he's the one I wanted to die the most, obviously, because there was really only one villain. Sure. Um, I mean, the Wolfman was uh, kind of like your torn. Mm-hmm. But like, the way that Rager played... Dracula, like you love to hate him. Yeah, it, it was it was really good. It was really really good. Fair enough. And so yeah, that's that's our that's ado. our thicker breakdown than what I expected it to be of the Monster Squad. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's only an hour forty. It's not horrible, but um, so yeah, that uh that covers that. Um, want to thank you guys for hanging out with us. You find us on Facebook. Um. Pod and Gore podcast. I kind of <laughs> jumped. Well, no, I jumped ahead because I'm like, we didn't even. I always do that. We go at the end of the scorecard. I go right into the socials and we always forget the next pick. So mm-hmm. without further ado, if you aren't following us on any of the social medias, which I'm about to cover after this. One, you what can do cover you do? them now and then yeah. I can do my well, pick. No, you, you already started. Yeah, yeah. All right. Go. Well, you can find us on, on uh, Facebook at Pod and Gore podcast. It's where we do most, most of our stuff. Um, it's where we have most of our followers as well. Yeah. Uh, we finally cracked over 200. So thank you guys. Like if, you know, we have like a solid core group of people that listen within, I don't know if you guys are on Facebook or not, but like, thank you. Yeah, definitely. Um, you can find us on Instagram, which is kind of a dead zone. Um, mm-hmm. Cause I think we have like eight followers. You can't, there's not like, it's really hard to gain traction on Instagram. I feel, I just don't, I'm not good at it. Um, and you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at uh, G underscore pod mm-hmm. or gore underscore pod. Sorry. Um, <laughs> one of the things, listen to one of our other episodes. You'll probably get a better <laughs> understanding. Yeah, of you can email us. us at pod and gore at gmail.com. Which like, is important if you're not a big uh, social, media, social person, media person. Like our friend Norris, who yeah. has messaged us, I think, 13 movies now to cover. <laughs> <laughs> In the span of like a week. <laughs> uh, three emails, I think, because he sent two and then, yeah. Yeah. But anyways, that's how you can reach us. Um, please do. Like, yeah. I love to talk about horror. Mm-hmm. I, 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 that's more or less why we're doing this. Yeah, because like I said, we don't like. I'm like speaking for myself. I don't know a lot about the genre. It's not as much as you would expect for somebody that does a podcast on it. But like, I'm always down to talk. Even like, if, like I said, you don't do social media. You can email me. I will email you back. We can correspond back and forth. We can pen pal it. I don't, whatever you want. That but, sounds darling. Hmm, okay. But yeah. And so until next time. My next pick. Yeah. Until next time. I'm it. not going to say. God damn it. Yeah, <laughs> I until, thought you were about to say your name. <laughs> no. I said until next time. When we cover my next movie. Right. Trick or Treats. From 2007. Yep. I didn't realize that movie. movie. That was, uh, yeah. I didn't realize how old that movie was. Yeah. uh, But not old. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. We're covering Trick or Treat next week. Um, The more I watch this movie, the more I like it, and the more it's going to become a part of my um, annual 
stable of movies yeah. that I make a point to watch during this time of year. Yeah, it's been mine pretty much <laughs> since it came out. I was so blown away by it. But we will get into that yeah. next week. Yes, we will. Um, but until then, <laughs> which I mean, I guess, yeah, okay, whatever. So yeah. until then, uh, we'll catch you next time. Uh, yeah, we'll see my you later. My name is Justin. Well, my name is Brandon. Bye. Bye. I hate you. <laughs>